Hey everyone, and welcome back to Country Music Made Me. Thank you so much for joining us once again. As always, please make sure you are liking, sharing, following, subscribing to us on whatever streaming service you are listening on. You can leave a review, a rating, tell your friends, your family, your neighbors to come on over and have a listen. That support is huge. Today, we're sitting down with Ashley Cook. Her musical journey began quite a few years ago when she was younger, but her country music journey began only a couple of years ago when she won the country showcase at Belmont University. Since that time, her music has gained attention thanks to social media, especially TikTok, and she's ready for big things in 2021 with a tour with Breland on the books, as well as the release of her EP. So please enjoy our conversation with Ashley Cook. Have you lived in Nashville longer than any other place growing up yet? I want to say yes, but I'm thinking back because I moved around a lot growing up. Yeah. Um, I moved, I was in like 19 different homes before I was 18. So I moved around a lot. Um, I'm trying to think that I might have lived in California longer, but I think I've, I officially moved here about six years ago. Um, but I, I spent some time here before, so I'm like, it's kind of longer than that. I don't really know, but I love Nashville. It's always kind of felt like home. And so why did you move around when you were younger? Was it for your parents' work? Was it because they were supporting you and your sister's dreams or was it a bit of both? It was a bit of both, honestly. Um, my dad's job, he was in corporate. And so it, it moved us around a lot. And my sister and I both had our, our different lanes of entertainment that we wanted to get into. And so, you know, that required a lot of traveling and, and what we wanted to do um, at a very young age. So it was kind of both. It was, it was a little bit of all of it. And you and your sister are both musical, but are your parents, it sounded like they weren't necessarily. Not at all. Um, <laughs> my sister actually is focusing on acting now. Um, so she's not in the music industry anymore, but my parents, they are high school sweethearts from Indiana that my mom studied computer science and my dad studied engineering. Like they're totally nothing to do with music. Um, but they've always, I don't even think it would have mattered to them what we wanted to do in our lives. They would have supported it regardless. So, um, but they're not musical themselves. (laughs) So where do you think that musical talent comes from? Was it pretty natural for you from an early age or did you and your sister have to work at it to create it within yourselves? You know, I don't know. It's a great question. Um, I've always, loved music. I've always been a huge, just fan of songwriting and, um, fan of just performing wherever I could, even if it was horrible and people didn't want to hear it. I just, I think I've always kind of had that just innately inside, um, just that, that, that urge to want to be a part of the music industry. And I think, you know, I think everybody can sing to some extent. It's just, if you want to work at it and and take lessons and really kind of um, grow that, that talent, then you can. Um, but I don't know. I think it just was always a, a part of me. I mean, when I was, 10, 11 years old, I was, I was wanting to get up on a stage and sing and I wrote poems and put, put melodies to them. And I was just always, I was just always fascinated with the music industry. And one of the big moves that sort of helped you along that path, I believe was at seven when you moved to LA uh, for your sister's acting. But before that, do you remember music ever sort of becoming within you something that you thought could be a career or was that move to LA one that sort of jump-started that for you? You know, it's a really great question and I'm not totally sure. I think I always, again, I've always just loved music. Um, I mean, I, I used to like obsess over Rascal Flatts lyrics when I was a kid and I was just so obsessed with the idea of music. I, I, I loved the Annie soundtrack. Um, I was, I was in love with it, but I also was a very tomboy 
sporty kid that played like nine different sports and really just loved to kind of race the boys on the playground. And I was, I was very much that kid too. So I don't really know. I think that, you know, moving to California, I was immediately surrounded by a lot of, um, you know, the, the entertainment business with acting and music. And so I think that just like a kid, you know, wanting to play soccer because their friends play soccer. I think I just was around it so much that it, it brought out those, those, you know, deep rooted, um, desires to want to be a part of it. But I, I think that was always in me, regardless of, of where I was or who I was around. And you mentioned loving the Annie soundtrack. Now, I believe it was that movie that inspired you and your sister to create your first musical duo, was it not? It was. Yes, it absolutely was. And so talk about that. When you joined your sister for your first sort of musical act and what that was like, was that something that you at that point when you put it together, you thought, hey, let's try and do something with this? Or was it just a fun thing to do? It was kind of more just like a fun thing to do, to be honest. Um, you know, we were so young. I think I was like 10, 11 years old when we were, you know, singing together. And I think we're so close in age, you know, she's a year and a half older than me. So um, I think it just, we both had some kind of interest in entertainment. And I always played guitar, taught myself guitar. Um, I always just love to sing. I love to harmonize. I just, I, I was a, a fan of it. And she was always really passionate about acting and, and just performing of any kind. Um, but I think it just, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm very, I'm very blessed and, and glad that I got to experience performing and singing with my sister for so long because it, it allowed me to have a partner in it and not feel so alone. Um, but you know, now she's so happy to be focusing on acting. So it all worked out for the best. And there was a song beach weekend, I believe now, what is that? Because I saw a little tiny clip in an Instagram video that you had of just sort of a rundown of your life. And you said you might remember this song. And from looking it up online, all I could find was that it was like a Miley Cyrus uncut song. And so what is that? It was. It was It was actually the song that Miley sang for her Hannah Montana audition. So super weird turn of events. Um, but it, it was our first song that we put out as a duo. Oh, so um, that was your song. I didn't realize that. It was our song. Yeah, it was, it was my song. Um, it was, it was a really fun, fun time. Um, you know, we were super young and just kind of getting our feet wet in the music industry. So, um, it was, it was fun. We recorded a music video for it and, and had a blast for it, but you know, that's, that's my, my past life, you know, <laughs> I'm like, it's so weird to even like reconnect and talk about it. So crazy. that's hilarious. And so, with all of that sort of pop influence that was taking over in your life then, when did the country music start to come in more? You know, even that song that you just you just mentioned, I think there was always some sort of storyteller um, piece that I loved about music in general. Um, you know, again, when I was a kid, I was writing poems and, and putting putting melodies to the poems and obsessing over Rascal Flatts lyrics and like what, you know, nine, 10 year old kid is, is obsessing over those lyrics that young, you know? So it's, I don't know. I mean, I think my favorite part, I, I love pop music. I love all kinds of genres of music and I'm excited to hopefully collaborate with artists and other genres as well. But I think the reason why I always keep coming back to country and just find my, my home in country is because of the storytelling part of it. Um, there's something beautiful and just getting to tell stories that you've had or other people have had. And um, I just, I've always just, found some kind of resonance in country music. And when did you start performing solo in country music? What age were you when you started getting into that? You know, it's wild. My first couple performances when I was like 10, 11 years old were solo, but then I, I started kind of doing the duo stuff or just 
going to, to college and kind of taking a break. And my first like real show as an adult artist was my senior year of college. Um, I, I won this thing called the Belmont Country Showcase. Yeah. It was, I mean, going from not playing a show for years, let alone not playing a show alone for years to then on a freaking arena stage. I was like, what is going on right now? So that was like kind of the first time that I really came out as a solo artist, um, as a, a country solo artist. So. And so with that, before we get to the competition, just talk about going to Belmont. Did you go there because you wanted to be in Nashville or did you go there just because it was a good school for you went into communication, I believe. So you just went there because of Belmont. A little bit of both, um, you know, because I'd been coming to Nashville back and forth since I was a kid, I, I had known about Belmont and I loved Belmont. Um, and so I, it was one of the only schools that I really even applied to, um, partly because it is in music city. And I, I knew that I wanted to be in music at some point um, in my life, but also it just, it, it really is a great school and Nashville's always felt like home to me. And um, I was just excited to, to get to join the community because I, I had known so many people before me that had gone to that school, whether they were in music or not. Um, so it kind of felt like, you know, a, a hometown school in, in a way. Um, but I did study communications and marketing, so nothing to do with music. And I'm actually really glad and fortunate that I got to study that because it's helped me a lot um, in, in now with the social media world and, and being an independent artist wearing so many different hats. It's helped me um, really kind of use those tools in my career. And I believe it was 13 when you and your sister first had the chance to record in Nashville. And so, like you say, you were going back and forth for, for quite a few years. So did that help you when you got there to go to college in understanding what the city was and not having it be this huge shock for you? Absolutely. Um, I was really blessed to, to get to enter the city um, under the name of the duo and just with my sister, with my family. Um, I really got to get my feet wet and learn how to write and learn how to perform, learn how to, how to record, um, do all of that. You know, when I was, when I was so young and it's really cool too, because, you know, now with all of this stuff happening with, with TikTok and with social media and, um, you know, more people learning my name and, and finding out who I am that had no idea. And so many people finding out that they don't know that I've, I've been in Nashville for a hot minute. And I've, I was, you know, 13, 14 years old recording on music row and, and, and writing on music row. Um, so it's really, it's really cool. And I'm, I'm blessed that I got to grow up in that, that world. And now let's talk about the showcase at Belmont. Like you say, you weren't performing then when that showcase happened. So when you signed up, what was your feeling? Was it just, Oh, this will be fun. Or was it, if I can do well here, this can maybe launch me into something. A little bit of both. Um, I had been to all of the showcases in the years prior and just loved seeing artists up there and knowing that I could do that, knowing that I have done that in the past, not that extent that, um, you know, the, the crowd size, but knowing that I just have always been obsessed and, and in love with the idea of performing. And I knew that I could do it. And I think, you know, at the time I was applying for marketing jobs and I was kind of trying to figure out who the hell I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And like, you know, like all college juniors and seniors trying to figure out what their life is going to look like as soon as they, you know, put on that cap and gown. I think I just was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. So I applied kind of on a whim, just, just kind of for fun, like the bucket list, like, let's just see what happens with this. Right. Like, who knows? you know, I'm not even a music major. Most of the competitors are music majors or have some kind of music business emphasis degree. So I applied really having no expectations. And I got in, um, the judges really, really loved me. I actually met my agent because she was a judge at the showcase. 
Um, and it just, it just kind of happened. And I was, I felt like the underdog because I hadn't performed for so long. Um, and I, I'm just glad that it, it turned out the way that it did. And what was it like when you hit the stage for the first song for the first show? What was that feeling like in you? I just remember being like, you know, I really don't get nervous before shows that often. Um, and it was helpful too, because like my entire, you know, sorority and friend group and everything was in the front row, just like screaming with name, my name on their shirts and just having an absolute blast. And that helped me a lot. Um, just to kind of have that like support group in the front. Um, and I've grown a lot since then performance wise, voice wise, songwriting wise. Um, but I remember getting up there and just thinking, you know, in years in, I was just thinking like, don't forget the words, don't forget the words. Like you got this, you can do this. Like you've done this so many times before. Like it, it's no different than any other show. You got this, like, you know, just, just perform it and do what you know how to do and just default on what you've been trained to do. Um, and it was, it was just an absolute blast. I mean, I remember like towards the end, it was only three songs. And towards the end of the last song, I was like, is this really over already? I was just ready to keep going. So I was like, this is it. This is the time. <laughs> and so when you won, was it an instant feeling of, okay, this is what I want to do? Or did it take a little bit of time to sort of come down from it and realize that that was maybe a path you wanted to take now? I think it was pretty instant. Um, honestly, stepping off of that stage, I think I, I like kind of just said it in my head, like, okay, this, we're going to do this. We're going to do it. It's going to happen because there, I just, I think, you know, being in college again, trying to figure out what the hell you want to do. Like, it's easy to, to doubt, like maybe that was just a childhood thing. You know, maybe that was just something that I had to do for fun in my childhood and, and just, you know, maybe that was, a, you know, a past life. And now I get to do something, you know, different, like marketing communications do, you know, go into whatever it is. I was even debating going into the music side of, or the business side of music for a long time. And, um, I just, you know, stepping off that stage and, and hearing my name called as the winner, I think it just kind of, I was like, all right, God, you know, not my hat to you. I, I think this is, this is your sign of like, Hey, I, you know, this might not end up your, your long-term career, but I want you to do this for now. And I've just walked through whatever doors have opened since then. And it's looking like, hopefully it is a long-term thing. So. And heading into that final, I saw that you had laryngitis beforehand. <sighs> Talk about that experience and how nerve wracking that was. Oh my gosh. I have had laryngitis now three times in my life. And it's like the worst thing ever. I tend to like, I'm a, I'm, I'm kind of a workaholic. I love to, to put my every effort into the work that I'm doing. And, um, really just, I think I, I think we rehearsed like three times more than any of, of the other bands that were in the showcase. Like I was just like, we're going to get this perfect. Like I just love to rehearse and I love to really, you know, put my all into everything. And, because of that, I tend to get stressed sometimes and my body doesn't like that very much. So it's like, Hey, you know, chill out. And it makes me, you know, puts me on my ass for a little while because they're like, you know, chill out. Um, so I got, I got very sick, um, the week before the showcase from stress and just from, you know, working really hard for what I'm doing and got laryngitis and could not speak, literally couldn't speak for like a solid three days before the show. Um, like had no voice, had zero, not even a peep, couldn't talk. So I went to the, the Vanderbilt voice clinic and they, they put a shot in my butt and the next day I was up and running and I was like, okay. And so I remember like, you know, the day after that showcase, I was on the couch, like not speaking for a hump. You can really damage your voice if you keep talking with laryngitis and, um, not my, not my proudest moment, but you know, Hey, we, we overcame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And during that time you released a song through this now, was that released because of the showcase? Um, somewhat. I think I, 
I really wanted to have something up um, on my profile for people to go check out and kind of capitalize on that many eyeballs on me and on my name. Um, but it was, it was a really, it was a fun song. It was, you know, a song that I wrote with a buddy in college and um, we worked it up from a demo and it, it was really fun to, to put out and um, have people have something to have in their hands. So. And now what has it been like since that time, sort of finding yourself as a musician? Cause like you say, for a, you've been doing it for lots of your life, but that showcase kind of cemented it. And so moving forward from there and sort of finding who you wanted to be within country music, has that been a bit of a process? I think it, it's just been a natural process. Um, I remember, you know, I played a couple shows after that, that showcase here in Nashville. And I just remember like feeling like, okay, my performance skills and, you know, my voice, I think are, are there. They're really close to being there and they're there. I just really need to work on my sound and what I want to say and who I want to be as an artist. And I think that's just like a natural progression. Um, I think too, with TikTok, TikTok has helped a lot with that because I've gotten to play clips, clips of songs for fans and see what they think and what they respond to and songs that I might be diehard, like, oh my God, this song is so amazing. And they're like, nah, you know, so like, you know, not that I let them completely de determine what I want to do in my career, but I think it's really nice to, to know kind of what people respond to, what they relate to, um, what parts of my life they want to hear about. And um, I think it's just been a process of having to learn to trust myself and not survey and see what other people like as much. Um, so it's been fun. It's been a really fun experience getting to learn kind of who I want to be and what I want to say, what I want to sound like. And one of the connections that you've had in Nashville for a long time that I think has probably helped with that uh, sort of transition is Bridget Tatum. Now, when did you first meet her and what has she meant to this journey? Absolutely. So Bridget Tatum, if you don't know, she's a number one writer. She wrote She's Country for Jason Aldean. She was one of the first writers that I wrote with um, in Nashville. And she has mentored me, mentored my songwriting. She's really just been a huge supporter and mentor of mine from day one. We actually wrote Jealous of the Sky together, which was the first song that I ever played on the radio. Um, so she's been just a huge supporter and mentor of mine since day one. And um, I'm really blessed to know her. And you talk about Jealous and that song, and you wrote that with her. And that of course was for your best friend who had cancer. He passed away when I was 18. Um, and he was, yeah, it was, it was a really, really rough journey. Um, he had a really rare form of cancer called rhabdomyosarcoma. Um, and it was, it was supposed to be a pediatric cancer and he was 22 when he passed away. So it, it was obviously not just a pediatric cancer and one of the, the hardest times in my life for sure. And I hadn't ever written about it. Um, and Bridget knew him. She had met him because she's known me since I was a kid. And um, we did, it was just the right, right time. It felt like it was just the right song with the right person to write at the time. And so what was that day like when you wrote that song then? Just talk about it and and how it came together and how long it, it took to write and just the feelings that you had when you sort of saw those words down on paper. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I remember that day I, I had that, I was over at, at Bridget Tatum's farm. Um, she has a farm kind of outside of town, which is already cool because it kind of gets you out of the typical Nashville um, show up at a, a publishing house at 11 and write from 11 to three or whatever it is. You know, it's Nashville tends to be very structured with their writing, which I love, you know, I'm, I'm very workaholic. I'm like, let's get it done. Right? Um, but it's nice because whenever I write with Bridget, we typically go out to um, go out to the farm and just kind of 
get to unwind, take a deep breath and be there. Um, and I'd, I'd had the idea of jealous of the sky in my, in my, my phone, um, for a long time. And I just kind of told her, I was like, Hey, you know, I have this idea. I feel like we should write it because you knew Adam. Um, and I just, I really want to get this off my chest. And so it just kind of poured out of us and we wrote the song and, um, got done with it and sat on the porch and just talked and, and drank some wine for the rest of the night. Um, and it was a really special moment. And that was the first song that you heard on the radio. And of course you have the video on TikTok of that. Just talk about what that meant, not only emotionally for sort of maybe that closure with him and sort of having that out in the world for him, but also what that meant at that moment for you and a possible career in country music. It was a huge milestone for sure, especially because it was part of the Bobby Bone show, which is, you know, amazing to even be a part of that. Um, that's, I mean, the fact that it was just a full circle moment and I'm really not a crier. I don't cry very often. I don't really know why, because I'm a very emotional person. I just don't cry very often. And I wasn't expecting to, but I just fully bawled when I, I heard it on the radio because, you know, I've, again, I've always been told to just really just write what is true to you and write what you feel and what you're going through and not what you think people want to hear, but what you want to hear. And that song is a prime example of, you know, that was one of the first songs that I ever put out. And it's a ballad about my friend passing away. And typically with new artists, you, you know, they tell you to put out like an upbeat song about something light and easy for people to listen to. And, you know, no hate on people that do that. I think it's phenomenal. I just was like, you know, I'm not in a place of wanting to put that out. I, right now I would want to hear a song like this. This is what I would want to hear. Um, and it just, you know, I, I did that. I followed my gut and I put it out. And for that to be the first song that people really connected to and played on the radio, it, it was, a, it really felt like, wow, you know, he is here with me. And it just felt like so much about a, a full circle moment. And you've had the chance to hear yourself on the radio a few times now. Has it changed? Does it get any different? Or is it still just as exciting and mind blowing as the first time? It's still just as exciting and mind blowing. I mean, this past weekend, I was out on the lake with some friends and we're driving home and I, I put on the highway, the Series X on the highway. And I see Ashley Cook already drank that beer on the highway. And I was like, guys, I'm on the radio. And they're like, woo. And so we're just like all jamming to my, my song coming home from the lake. And it just, I don't think it'll ever get old. And I, I you know, I, I really hope it doesn't. And now coming into 2020, before everything hit, what was your goal? What was your thought in like January, February of where you wanted to take things? It's funny to me because I feel like this past year, even if I had goals, my, my actual goals that I've knocked down have just over exceeded everything that I possibly could have imagined. Um, you know, of, of course my goals pre pandemic were, you know, put out music, go on a tour, like, you know, maybe get a record deal. Like I, I had so many different goals that I was excited to, to hit and, everything changed and, and it all happened so non-traditionally, which I loved because I, I feel like I've gotten to kind of occupy a lane that hasn't quite been occupied yet. Um, and it's been, it's been really cool. I feel like all the goals that I thought I would have, have been hit and then some, um, and all done independently without a major record label. Um, so it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I've talked to a lot of up and coming artists, uh, Tiger Lily. I know, you know them. I didn't actually know they were in the showcase with you until I was researching you. Um, but yeah, I talked to them recently and they're another act that have benefited from the shutdown and from COVID because of what they were able to do. And, and you're someone who has done that as well. Without that, like you say, you would, you would probably be in a very different space because you and them and a few others were the ones who said, 
this is an opportunity. I'm not just going to sit here and wallow in this and be like, oh, I'll start things up when things get back to normal. You really took grasp of it. And so how, how important is that now looking back to when you made that decision to now? You know, I'd like to think that regardless of social media, you know, I, I, I would still be making the same kinds of music and the same, um, you know, just real genuine kind of music. But social media to me is just the most incredible outlet to get to get my music to as many eyeballs and ears as I possibly can. Um, you know, getting on TikTok and having, you know, viral moments and, and being able to build a fan base and a following off of TikTok, Instagram, you know, YouTube, whatever it may be, it's, it's really changed my world. And, you know, why would I, you know, people care now that I put out music, which is a huge step. And I would, I'd hope, and I'd like to think that I would get there at some point as well um, without social media, but it's been just the, the coolest way to really get to know new people. And before, when you put out a song, if you wanted to put out a song, basically the only way to test it would be to play a live show and get feedback from the fans. How interesting is it now to be able to put out a clip of a song that's unreleased and get instant feedback from millions of people rather than just maybe 50 people at a bar you're playing downtown. I love it. And that's why I just, I love the social media world that we're living in right now because you know, before this, I don't know if an independent artist would be able to, to knock down the same goals that we have, you know, people that have been on social media. And so I think it's changing the industry for the better. Um, because think about it, you know, now I, I can walk into a record label because I would love to eventually partner with the right label. I really would. Um, I get to walk into a label and say, hey, I have, you know, this many tickets that I've sold on a tour. I have this many streams. I have these collaborations and I'm working with these people. Like, how can we take this to the next level? Like you kind of, it's like dating, right? Like, you you know, if you've done the work on yourself and you come into a relationship, like that relationship's going to be so much better because you're both ready to enter into it. So I'm excited. You know, I think it's a, it's a really special time to be an artist in the music industry because so much is changing. And what does it look like moving forward? Because the social media is a big part of it. But once things open up and you get on tours and you start recording again and time is taken up in that lane, do you have to switch where your time goes and maybe not do so much social media? No, I won't lie. That's definitely been a struggle of mine the last couple of weeks, um, especially because gearing up for this album release and gearing up for tour and all this stuff that's happening. You know, I, I used to, the reason why my, my following grew so much in the pandemic was because I had nothing else to do, but just sit home and make videos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and not that I, you know, I definitely still put my time into it whenever I possibly can. And I will never stop creating on social media, whether that's, you know, two posts a day or, or two posts a week, you know, whatever it may be, I'm always going to give, you know, supporters something to have of mine and feel like they can really grasp onto and, and see me um, on my platforms. But it is definitely difficult. And I think that all of us that came up through the social media avenue um, are, are having a hard time balancing it all because we're getting to knock down our goals and go on tour and sign with major record labels and, and do all these really cool things. But it's like, ah, well, we want to maintain what happened and how we, how we got there. But also like now that this is happening, we only have 24 hours in a day. So it's difficult, but we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I have no doubt. And is it kind of cool these days in that you can do the social media thing? And I think like a year or two ago, if you took that route, you were known as someone that was like a social media influencer or whatever. But over the past year, it feels like it switched to you can be an artist while doing that and you're not so much pigeonholed anymore. Yeah, I don't really think there's anything negative about 
being pegged as an influencer, if you want to be an artist, make music that translates past whatever platform you're on. That's, that's my, that's my bottom line, right? Like, you know, I, I have no problem being an influencer in the sense of like, you know, if, if brands want to work with me or whatever, because in reality, like as artists, our music is influencing people, you know, that's, that's what we're doing. So you just have to choose your narrative and what you want to tell people, what you want people to hear from you. Um, and in, in my case, like I, I'm a, I'm a songwriter to my core. So that will always translate through whatever platform I'm on. Um, but I don't think, you know, having numbers on social media makes you any less of an artist. It actually just, just increases your value and allows you to reach more people with the music that you choose to create. So I think that it's an amazing, I think that, you know, influencer and artists are starting to kind of combine um, and people that feel differently, you know, maybe they haven't created music that can translate platforms. Um, and that's, you know, no hate at all. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing that they're still doing what they're doing, but um, that's, that's just where I'm at with it. And one person you were able to connect with is Jimmy Allen through social media, the new single, Good Goodbye. That's pretty cool that basically you put that up on TikTok and then he basically reached out saying, I don't know how to do this TikTok thing. I can't duet with you on here, but give me a shout and we'll duet in real life. Absolutely. Jimmy Allen's one of my favorite people that I've ever gotten to work with. He's so inspiring to work with. And, um, you know, he brought so much life to that song when, um, it didn't have that narrative before. And I, I just love that he wanted to be part of it. And what does it mean for you as a developing artist to have someone like that say, yeah, let's do this and jump in the studio with you. And, you know, he's not just in another studio recording his part and sending it to you. You guys were actually in the studio together doing this. Absolutely. I think it says a lot about Jimmy's character to want to help um, a new artist that's on, on come up. Um, I think it, you know, he's just one of those people that will help however he can, whenever he can. And that says a lot about his character and uh, we become really good friends since then. And, and he's just really a phenomenal dude. And, and I think that that is a, a, a trend setting thing for him to do because now other artists want to help out younger artists that are on social media. And um, he's just, he's a trailblazer. I love him. And that community you've been in different genres growing up. Now, the community of country music, is there anything like it outside of country music? You know, I haven't spent enough time in any other genre. Um, I, I've loved other genres growing up. I just haven't like worked in them. I think the closest one would be pop. Um, but I, again, I haven't really been an adult working in the pop industry. Um, country has this very unique family-like culture. Um, everybody just wants to help everybody out. And it, it's, it's not competitive. It's not... It just feels like the higher that you get and the more people that you get to know, um, they just all feel like your cousins. It's, it's very, it's a very, you know, weirdly, amazingly beautiful industry to be a part of. And I'm, I'm glad that I, they've, they've kind of accepted me. And even if my, my route hasn't been the most traditional. And now we have a date for the EP, I believe. We do August 27th. <laughs> And Good Goodbye is sort of the lead single, I believe, off of that. So what can pe people expect? Are there your other singles on there as well? Or are you starting fresh? Yes. Yeah, so all of the singles that I've put out so far, except for Jealous of the Sky, are on this album. Um, and I wanted, to, I wanted the album to tell a story. Um, it's called Already Drank That Beer, Side A. So there's a Side B coming as well. Um, but it just, it really kind of encompasses the... I'm 24, right? So I feel like relationships and love have been a huge part of my life the last um, couple years, especially. And, you know, I, I definitely want to say more than just about love and relationships at some point, but that's what a career is for, right? So this, this first project I'm really excited about because 
it really just kind of meets me where I'm at and where I've been the last year when it comes to love and relationships. And um, it tells a story from top to bottom. It has something for everybody. You know, it has the, the, the original meeting somebody and flirting with them. It has the, you know, we have to say goodbye. It has the, the I hate you song. It has the finally I'm over this and it has like the first dance wedding song for when you meet a new person. So it really has like everything um, hits every, every point. So I'm excited. So how many songs can we expect on this one? And how many songs are going to be on side B? It's eight on the first one on side A, and I will let you know about side B. We haven't quite figured it out yet, but um, I'm, I'm pumped because we're already planning on um, which songs are, are going to go on there. That's awesome. And it's perfect timing for you to hit the road with Breland. Now he's another guy like Jimmy Allen, who is supporting the up and comers. Robin Adelini is going to be on the other part of the tour. What is it like for you for basically your first tour as an artist to be one like that? I'm so pumped. And honestly, I love and respect the hell out of Breland because he's also a very new artist. Um, he played his first show like this past year. He's very, very new as an artist as well. Um, he's, he's, he's an up and comer in his own sense as well. And um, he's just crushing it with what he's doing. And he's just, he's just a good friend of mine now. He's just a great dude. So I'm super excited. And do you have a band? Have you put together a band or is it just going to be players for that tour? I have a band that I've played with a couple of times, um, but actually this tour, I think that I'm going to play with Breland's band as well. Oh, okay. Um, it'd be fun just because he has a phenomenal band and it just kind of made sense to just have them learn my set um, beforehand and um, share a band because, you know, it's also his first tour. So we're all kind of just winging it here. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> and what is it going to be like? How much have you evolved, do you feel, as a performer from when you won the showcase back at Belmont to now? I think my performance skills and my voice um, have just, they just, they'll keep evolving no matter what I do. But I think that the main thing that's really evolved in my, my storyline and my career is my music. Um, you know, my, my songwriting has improved my, you know, just the, the way that my tracks have evolved. I mean, working with a freaking unbelievable producer like Jimmy Robbins, it's, it's natural that your, your songs are going to progress immensely. So I'm really excited because I feel like, you know, the, the caliber of the kind of songs that I've been able to record and put out are just you know, night and day from when I performed at the showcase. Um, so it'll be really exciting to, to see kind of how the crowd responds to the, the tracks that we get to put together and, and all the cool, you know, bells and whistles that'll be a part of these performances. And you've been able to surround yourself with a great team already, but I know at the end of last year, you said that you wanted to take the next step in getting a label and that sort of thing, but you wanted to make sure you were doing it right. Now, what point are you at in that? I'm at the exact same point, honestly. You know, I'm really blessed, and I know I've said this before um, on this interview too, but, you know, I think that before the social media world, I don't know if, if people would be able to knock down the same goals that I've been able to knock down independently. So I'm really blessed and fortunate that people have cared and have, have listened and followed and liked all of my videos and been supportive because I've gotten played on the highway. I've been interviewed by Bobby Bones. You know, I've been playlisted and been covers of playlists, but on hot country, I mean, I've, I feel like I've just, I've knocked down so many goals and I'm so excited to get to take that list of goals that I've already knocked down and bring them to a major label and say, Hey, here's where I'm at. I'll keep going on my own and I'll keep doing exactly what I'm doing. But like, can you bring something to the table? What can we do together? Cause I'm really excited to eventually have a team. Um, but right now, you know, I, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And, and when the right team comes along, they'll come along and I'm excited to meet them and, and be a part of that when that happens. That's gotta be pretty exciting because like you say, you've done so much on your own and just imagine what the right team is going to help you do and just shoot you even higher. Exactly. That's why I'm so excited to eventually, you know, partner with the right team, but we'll just, 
could be tomorrow, could be in five years, you know, who knows? <laughs> and now you had a video on your social media playing in an empty Opry. Tell me about that. How did that come about? What was that part of? It was amazing. They, they reached out to us to do some content, um, to film some content. And I mean, I won't even lie, like being in front of the circle. And um, I didn't step in it because I was like, I was going to ask. Not till I debut. I was like, nope, not stepping in this thing. That's like terrible luck. Um, but it was just insane to, to look out and see the empty seats and just envision someday, hopefully soon, getting to, to sing to that crowd that so many others before me have also gotten to sing to. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. It's been a fun journey that you've been able to take and it's great hearing about it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. And we will look forward to the EP and then the tour with Breland later in the year and then all the exciting stuff that we can expect after that. Hell yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you guys once again so much for listening and thank you to Ashley for stopping by and sharing her story. Be sure to check out her music and keep an eye out for her new EP. Please also make sure to like, share, follow, subscribe to us on whatever streaming service you are listening on. Leave a review, a rating, tell your friends, your family, your neighbors to come on over and have a listen. That support is huge each and every week. Thanks once again for listening and we'll see you next time on Country Music Made Me. Mm-hmm.